going on all you guys and gals all you marks and maggies all you cheapos out there you are listening to cheap talk wrestling unedited exclusive right here on the daily go joined alongside with me is brandon carr dylan zariva the intern jay golding and sunset steven garcia i don't know why i love announcing your name it's so it's like sunset steven garcia it's like yeah, a little thanks, the what's going on man long time no see yeah man long time no see brother how you guys doing Hanging in there. I'm good. That's good. That's good. Well, first off, let me congratulate you on your, your newborn. First off, Thank I you. want to make that known. Boy, it was a boy or girl? It was a boy. Nice. Nice. Yeah, good Congratulations, man. Nice. Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. So let's, let's jump on in. Let's just jump on in here. Where did wrestling come from for you? What, what was that introduction for you in wrestling? Well, actually, wrestling to me came about... I was a young kid, man. I was little. I was about five years old, man. Like, literally, I just used to sit around with my uncle. And mind you, my uncle's Down syndrome, so he used to, like, not be able to hear or talk. So I used to be his ears, you know, for him and stuff. So I used to listen out to the promos and what, like, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior used to say for him and stuff like that so he can understand much better. So that started where it much started for me. And then I started taking it to the playgrounds, obviously, as a kid, you know, us, us young kids jumping off slides, doing wrestling. And clearly the Hardys, you know, those are obvious guys, you know, I'm sorry to mark out right now, but, you know, that's who inspired me to even like this even more. So growing up, I watched it my entire life. My family comes from wrestling. My family all watched it every show. They grew up into it. I was, in a way, my family just brought me, brought me into it and, Ever since then, I loved it, and I decided to take it into a career, man. So when was that moment for you, like, when you wanted to take it to a, like, for your career? Like, when, when was that moment for you, like, that you realized that you wanted to do this, and this, you wanted this to be your life? When, did you have, was there a specific moment, or did it just kind of come natural? There was a specific moment, actually, because, you know, there's a lot of guys in the wrestling business that struggled from addiction and struggled from, you know, alcohol abuse and street problems and stuff. And I was one of those guys as well that came from that era. You know, I came from that that time of addiction and stuff like that, better said. So when I saw most of those wrestlers that couldn't make it and the ones that failed and had passed away and overdosed and died from those addictions, I, I told myself I'm going to overcome it and everything that I've watched on TV and everything that I said growing up, I'm going to make sure that I do it. So the addiction to me is what made me become a professional wrestler. That moment right there said, you know what, I'm not going to fall down like these other wrestlers did. I'm not just going to do that. And I'm going to actually take this career much serious and I'm going to go and I'm going to train my butt off and I'm going to become a professional wrestler because I'm not going to go down that route. And ever since then, that was my breaking point. That was my moment that I said, yep, this is no career for me. And it kept me on the right path ever since. 
now with getting into pro wrestling and everything like that, is there a specific trainer you've had or a promotion that you really feel attached to for um, getting you off on the right foot in your career and everything like that? Yeah, of course. Paradise Alley, pro wrestling, you know, that's the school I came from. Paul Roma, Mario Mancini, um, Paul Perez. Those guys were the ones that trained me. That Those were the guys who showed me everything I know, showed me the ropes, showed me how to run, showed me how to move, showed me how to drop down leapfrog, showed me all those things. Without those guys, I probably wouldn't even know how to even run ropes. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even know how to walk into a ring. I probably wouldn't even know what it's like to be in a ring if it wasn't for those guys. So those are the ones that always kept it into my head and made sure I performed to the best of my abilities and never gave me no for an answer. So, like, I couldn't give them no for an answer as well. It was always either yes, I am, or or that's it, you know? It's either go hard or go home. So, without them, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. It wouldn't be how to say as good as, you know, my fans see me as and as good as other promotions see me as is all because of them, as well as my hard work, too. You know, I did put in the heart and the dedication into it as well. But without them being on my back and making sure and keeping me away from the streets as well, that's one thing. They made sure that they did. You know, they helped me quit smoking. They helped me quit all that bad stuff in the streets and they made me a better individual, much stronger. So without them, I probably wouldn't be here where I'm at right now. Did you have any, like, um, you know, cool stories or, like, interesting stories or experiences while you were training with them? Oh, of course. That's how my name came about, you know. Because I started always just flipping around and just doing sunset flips just out of nowhere. And all those cool stories came, came to be funny. So I ended up doing a sunset flip to some of my trainers. And ever since then, they started just calling me Sunset Steve. And that's pretty much how my name came about. And ever since then, I just did Sunset Steve. And when I made my debut, I walked out the stage and I made sure I was Sunset Steve. Funny story. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, Stephen, um, when it comes to your, your moveset, was there anything that you struggled with in the beginning of your training? Like, obviously, like when you break down the training, you learn everything from taking a bump to, you know, get like falling in the ring, out of the ring, whatever, you name it. Was there one thing that you can say like you struggled with, like in like over time and then you got better with it? Or was it like all oh, came naturally to you? I mean, I've always been kind of like a natural athlete since I was a kid. I have almost every sport I've done played, I've always like been kind of good at, you know, besides basketball. That's one sport I give it to you. I'm sorry, I cannot play basketball for anything. But most likely everything comes natural. Of course, there's things I struggled with, like everyone struggles with certain things. But nine times out of 10, there wasn't really much of anything that I really struggled with unless it was structuring and putting things together. It was the most part, mainly under grasping the concept, much of doing the moves and being able to be the athletic side of things, that was pretty, that was very natural for me. But more of the psychology and understanding the graphs of professional wrestling was more that was a bit of a struggle for me when I first started. You know, that was the main, the main thing. Now to add to actually to kind of add on to that question, like you're talking about the psychology. When you think about the psychology, you think of the promos. So what was your like understanding coming from like a fan to now wanting to do this and now you have to learn that psychology and learn how to cut a promo. Was there like, like that struggle or was there that like, okay, I can do this, that like that mentality of like, I got to push on, I can do this. I mean, I've always been the guy that I'm, I'm going to do this. I've always been that go-to guy. I don't give up. I'm going to keep on trying no matter how much struggle, 
So yeah, the promo part of it, that's the main, that's a lot of stuff that I struggle with, like kind of like at the moment right now, just sometimes speaking and saying what I'm trying to say and make it to the rights, to the best of my abilities is what I struggled the most with. So yeah, basically that's the main things right now. Um, just uh, on average, um, how many hours do you find yourself a day uh, training or um, working out uh, for uh, wrestling? I work out about about six days a week, four hours, sometimes in the ring, just nonstop. I'm always training. I'm always keeping up to the best of my abilities. I don't I don't like to take a day off because one day off to me is just like you're just stepping down now, you know, you're, you're degrading. You got to always keep up going, keep up going. The more the training, the better you get. So I train about four hours, six days a week, sometimes up to seven days a week. So you kind of like talked about how like promos is something that you're still kind of, you know, developing, like what have you been doing to kind of, you know, enhance yourself and be more comfortable with like cutting a promo and being on the mic? So what I've been doing now graspably is just mainly just going there and just doing it, just being myself. Because if I sit there and try to be a character, is that's where I start struggling. When I try to be and try to speak like something I'm not is when it's, I start tongue twisting and I start thinking otherwise. So when I just go out there and just be myself, sometimes I practice in my mirror, you know, and just be me. Talk about who I am, talk about what I can do or who I can be and just making anything up that I know that I can actually do and actually be. So that's mainly how I keep up with my promos and keep on my practices to make sure I get better at it. Hey guys, TJ Alvin here with CTW, and I don't know about you, but I'm looking to get some leveling up in my gaming. So I've been heading over to Platinum City Gaming to get my gaming on. From classic arcade games to some of the newer arcade games. They have bumper cars, they have PC gaming, they have half-court basketball. Check this out, they also have a full bar and opportunities for you at some new trading cards. And to top it off, they have laser tag. Oh, did I also mention they do have a little bit of karaoke? So head on over to 294 Winthrop Street in Totten, Massachusetts. Once again, that's 294 Winthrop Street in Totten, Massachusetts, right off Route 44. And check out Platinum City Gaming. Was there a, like a, a certain time where you kind of said, like uh, when it came to like promos, they said you wished you like worked on more? Like when it like when it comes to like the the way that you present it, right? Like you want to okay, you want to get your point across. Was there like at one point where you like you said I want to make sure I get this point across? Or was there like a struggle with that? Was there ever something like that in like uh, with your promos? Uh, that too, because sometimes I want to make sure I said the right thing. I didn't want to make sure I didn't say something bad or wrong, and then I ended up like getting blocked or something, or getting my promo. taken down or something yeah so yeah there there do be some struggles with the words that i say and how i come out with things yeah so i guess moving on to like like not only the promo side of it the physical side of it getting in that ring obviously looking in that Mm. ring has there been a particular match that you say yourself now this is like the highlight of your career or do you do you think that there's still more to come i think there's still more to come don't get me wrong i think i've had some good matches in my past also had some bad ones but 
I think there's still a, a whole heck of a lot more to come. At this point in your career, do you have a favorite opponent you've worked with or a match that like really sticks out as something that either you felt proud of because of the fan interaction or just you felt proud as well because of your athletic ability in the ring? Anything like oh, that? Yeah, of course. There was just a couple of matches, actually. You know, I actually faced Flash Waller, actually, in um, one of the showcase shows at Platinum City. And that was actually a good match. It was one of my favorite matches in my belt. I actually really loved it. Athleticism, both in it. You know, no mistakes, no problems. Me and him went through it. We, you know, we killed each other. And that was a very good match. And that was one of my favorites. Um, I also worked, I also wrestled PJ Savage. PJ Savage was one of my very good matches as well. I actually enjoyed that. And not just only uh, like fan wise, but in ring wise, like the moves and the athleticism that we both provided in the ring was just outstanding. And that was pretty good. That's a pretty good match to me as well. Um, I had another opponent that goes by the name of Maskin Morosov. Hey, that was actually my first victory. That was actually the first person I've ever beaten. And that was a very good match. One of my best matches actually that I have now. So, um, yeah, I got actually a couple of good matches that I could say I actually really enjoyed. And I'm just looking forward to actually providing even better matches in the future. Now, kind of going into like more of a dream scenario. Is there any wrestler that you've kind of, you know, dreamed about you know, being in the ring with? Uh, in the ring with like that you can either first them or you could tag team with them like is there anybody that kind of comes to mind that you know that you would want to get in the ring with actually there is because like there's actually so many but the main guy that I really just want to have that one-on-one with he's actually in showcase right now you know he actually wrestles for showcase and um he goes by the name of Louis Leon. I kind of want, I really am looking forward to stepping in the ring with him one day and actually killing it, you know, actually breaking, tearing the house down. Um, I really want to break it down with him one day, you know. That's definitely one guy. But if you want to speak higher level, like major league wise, like definitely I'm looking into Gino. That, that guy from, Forgot the company, but reality of, of wrestling. That guy, Gino, man, he's a definitely a competitor that I'm definitely looking forward to one day stepping in the ring with. Like that guy is amazing. So I'm definitely looking forward to tear down. You know, that now that you bring up Lewis, right? You the first time I believe I was introduced to you was at the Whaling City Festival mm-hmm. uh, this past summer. What was that like being in that? You almost had the opportunity to face Lewis. But I believe yes. you uh, you went up against uh, the all Paul Holloway, and I'm trying to think. Oh, I think that was that. Was that it? I'm trying to think. Was that it? No, yeah, yeah, no, it was Paul Holloway. Yes. Okay. All right. So, what was that like? I know was that your debut for Showcase, or was that? Well, uh, no, that you... was no, that was not my debut for Showcase. Actually, okay. um, my debut for Showcase was actually Ronnie Ribs. You know, that was actually a tough competitor as well. That was my debut, but um, Paul Holloway. I did face him at the Walling City Festival. I did come up short. Don't get me wrong. I didn't, you know, I didn't get the victory, but I'm also looking forward to, you know, redeeming myself on that and facing him once again. So, um, yeah, that's how it went down at the Whaling City Festival. And I was really hoping I was at, made, I was really hoping I made it to the final so I could face Leon. But unfortunately, that was not what happened. 
I'll tell you right now, I would love to see that match you versus Lewis. I think that'd be a killer match. I feel like that'd be that'd steal the show, honestly. Yeah, you, definitely. Yeah. I definitely want to see that go down, and I'm looking forward to him. And he's he's a tough dude right now. He's not happy with him at the moment with what he did, but and what he's doing. But it is what it is to each your own. So just hope one day he don't step in the ring with me because it's gonna be a tough one. Now, actually, you know what? Talking about that moment. What is your, like, where's your head? I know, like, coming from us, we're just guys who uh, analyze the wrestling business. But being a guy in the back and watching what he did in New Bedford, where's your mind at when you see a guy like that doing, like, turning on a guy like Carlos in a main event? The way I saw that, I seen that guy as in, if you can't can't beat him, you're going to join him, basically. That's kind of the way I see it and kind of caved in, you know, kind of like just said, all right, I'm going to let them just beat me and I'm going to just do what they say now, basically. Like, it's kind of the type of guy that I've seen. Uh, how can I say this better in the best way, in the nicest way possible? A scaredy cat, a coward. He was afraid of your competition that was in front of you that you couldn't clearly defeat. So you had to basically join forces with them. So, yeah, I can't really much respect that. But, hey, if you can come step in the ring with me one day, and see how much I really respect you. I know for a fact I'll be ring announcing that match, and I'm excited for that. But keeping on the topic of New Bedford, we talk about the Whaling City. We talk about the new venue in New Bedford. That same night in New Bedford, you pulled double duty. You pulled double. Yeah, you did. You uh, went up against Carlos V in his retirement match, and you got the W there. And then that same night, you also went up against Scott Levesque the sensational Sons of Liberty champion in that same night he was asking for a competition because I'll be honest, the Puerto, uh, the Puerto Rican kid, whatever his name, I'll be honest, whatever his name is, I couldn't get the job done in the opening match against him. So your thought, like what, what are your thoughts on, I guess, put it like doing that, pulling that double duty. Do you think you almost had it? You think you had his, like his number on that night? Oh, I know, I know I have his number, but before I get to that, I want to speak on Carlos V and actually say that was a great match that I had with him and kudos to his career. And I hope he has the best of his endeavors and hopefully he finds his way back into the wrestling business in the near future. And my best of luck and my best of wishes to Carlos V. But now speaking of Scott Levesque, I do have his number. I know I do, you know, especially by the way that he initiated that entire challenge. Because when I walked out and I was face-to-face with him and I accepted the challenge, my man's over here was actually grabbed the mic back from my hands and actually gave me the most disrespectful cheap shot. I really didn't like that. But I'm not going to back down from a fight and I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, no, I'm not going to start the match. I'm really sure I continued that match. But I want to see if Scott Levesque can actually beat me face-to-face. No cheap shots. No cheating. And I really want to know if he can actually do it and if he can actually get the job done because he seemed like he was struggling. Even though he cheap-shotted me, he was still struggling throughout the match. It wasn't, it wasn't easy for him. It was not. So I'm issuing the challenge now, and I'm hoping at the next showcase show, the next event, Scott Levesque answers my challenge and gives me another shot. At the, Sons of, at the Sons of Liberty Championship. And I will make sure that I will walk out that day, the new Sons of Liberty Champion. Because he's been dodging me the last show. He did not. He made sure. 
he faced all star Cody Perrin because clearly he hasn't won a match since he started his career. But <laughs> who, of course, he would defend it. You know what I mean? Of course. You know, I beat him how many times? One, two, three, four. I beat Cody Perrin. You know, he had to come and hit me with a cheap shot to continue to even start the match. He couldn't beat me clean. So I just want to know, man. I just, I just want to see. I hope he really answered. And I hope in the next event he puts that title on the line and he faces me like a man. And then me and him will see who's the rightful Sons of Liberty champion. A call out on the pod. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. We need this that energy it. here. I like it. So Definitely do you feel like you can beat? So you sound very confident. Do you feel like you can beat anybody in showcase? I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I could beat anybody in showcase. Don't get me wrong, but I do know that I can step foot in that ring with anybody in showcase. I can know I could dance with anybody. I can't sit here and tell you I could beat or defeat anyone because I have not. But I will dance with you. I will keep up with you, and you will struggle, man. I will keep up with anyone in showcase, and I mean anyone. From the world champion to the Sons of Liberty champion, I can keep up with anyone. So I know in the uh, the beginning of the show, um, you, you said you just had a, uh, a baby boy. Congratulations. Um, so just my question, um, how do you balance uh, family with wrestling? Is there something that helps you balance that? Or um, just uh, what it, what is it like? Uh, yeah, I always make sure that my wrestling time is my wrestling time and my family time is my family time. So I don't let my wrestling get in between my family. So if I made sure that my family time is already set and any other wrestling was to come and, you know, contact me, can you wrestle here? Can you wrestle there? I have to, you know, decline that sometimes because I have to give them their time, you know, like I gave them my word as well as I'll give my word to certain wrestling times as well. So I just manage, I make sure the weekdays, make sure I bring my daughter to school, then I train throughout the afternoon. You know, I make sure I see my kids mainly throughout the day. They live with me as well. So it sucks when I have to travel sometimes. It's the only thing. They go about two, three days without having to see me. But for the most part, I balance it very equally. I make sure Monday through Thursday, I'm home with the kids, training in that night, you know, when they're sleeping. So um, that's how pretty much I balance myself out. So I currently just, I have other sides of jobs that I do, you know, income's not only just wrestling, you know, so I make sure I do that from out of my home so I can be able to spend time with my kids. So I have a good balance in life right now where I can be at the next show for Scott Levesque. He's putting fire on that. This guy, this guy (laughs) getting those cheap shots. And I like it. I like it. Just making sure. You know, just making sure he knows. Well, as a surprise guest, we have sensational Scott Levesque. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I was really, I was actually hoping that, man. I was actually hoping that. You know, he said to me, he said to me the other day, he's too sensational. He's too, he's too busy for uh, for me. You know, he's too busy for the cheapest guy in podcasting. You know, oh, that's what man. he told me. That's what he said. Oh, man. That's you fine. Of course, don't get me wrong, man. Don't get me wrong. Scott Levesque, he is a, he is a little strong competitor. He's just a strong dude, man. I'm not going to sit here and underestimate him either. Like, he's a strong dude. But I'm just very, I'm just ready, man. I'm, I'm ready for him. And I hope he's ready for me. I want a clean, fair fight face-to-face, one-on-one for the Sons of Liberty title. Now, that's what I hope to see. And I'm hoping I'm there ring, ringing out. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to be the one that say and new Sons of Liberty hey, champion. Or even I'm heavyweight champion. Who knows? 
hey, I who knows, man? I'm proud for this for this match now coming up. Uh, well, hey, man, I hope to see. I hope to see everyone there for this, man. I really do. So, <laughs> if you do win the belt, where does that rank in terms of your career so far? In terms of highlights, that right now ranks me top right now, the top guy in showcase. That's what will, that's that will, will rank me there. You know, like. I'll be a target, basically. I'll be ranked target. That's 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 what I like to call it, ranked target, because everybody's gonna be targeting me. Um. So, uh, how do you uh, feel when um, you're approached by someone that doesn't really understand the risks and dangers of the job? Um, uh, how how do you react? Is there like um a certain like something you say, or uh, just curious about that? No, I mainly more sit them down like a dad would their child. And I'll actually have a deep conversation and explain to them how dangerous the situation this job can be and how much you should respect it and respect the individuals that do it. Every single professional wrestler, every single person in the business that risk their lives to step foot in the ring every single time. It's not a joke. So I make sure I let everyone know that think that this is not risky this is very risky. And I make sure I sit down and I tell them in the nicest way possible where they can understand and not feel threatened by anyone. Now, when you talk about respect, yeah, I think of the boys in the back. You always think about the boys and the respect that you give and the respect that you get in the back. One person that stands out to me when it comes to you is big Jim Anderson, um, who was like, like lost recently to us. What was your relationship like with big Jim? My relationship with Big Jim was very close. He was like a big brother to me. You know, Big Jim was so close to the point that I named my newborn son after him. My newborn son, his name is James. You know, I call him JJ, by the way, but his, you know, his he's named after Big Jim. We used to ride together a lot. You know, we used to always go to shows. We worked, actually, we wrestled a couple shows together. You know, I've actually wrestled a match with him, and I'm so grateful that I've wrestled that match with him. The only match that I get that I have to got with him it was actually for a showcase. Um, obviously, I came out short, but I have more, I'm more than grateful to have lost that match to Big Jim. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, that's my big brother, man. That's that guy. He saw me struggle. He saw me training. He actually saw me develop before I even had my very first match. Big Jim was a big part of the big big part of me developing in this business. My big part of my training. He was there at times where my trainer, Paul Roma, would be in my ear grasping and trying to get me to learn. Big Jim will step in the ring and will demonstrate certain things for me and will show me certain things and will, <coughs> excuse me, and will guide me in the best way that I, he possibly could. So ever since then, we became very close. I became like his little brother. You know, I, um, every time he called me, it was just, hey, little brother, hey, big brother. This is how it always was. I'll never forget him. You know, sometimes even just talking about him, I still get that feeling. And you know that feeling you get in your throat, you know, and you're about to just tear down a little bit because I was there for him, man. You know, I made sure I, I was his wheels when he didn't have any. You know, I made sure I was his pockets when he was when he was hungry. You know, vice versa as well. You know, same thing. Whatever I needed, he made sure he was there for me, um, especially in the wrestling business. You know, and anytime I used to slack, he used to make sure, put it right in my ear that I need to stop part time in the business. And that was in the very beginning when I first started. He made sure he grasped it. He's actually the one that made me not miss a day of class or not miss a day of shows. To this day, I still haven't, thank God to him. And he taught me that. So, Big Jim to me is a 
big part of my life and will always be, especially now that my son carries his name. <clears throat> so, yeah, man, Big Jim will always and forever be a brother to me. Like I know you just listed off a bunch of like different like different things that you kind of learned off of like from him while he was here. Was there anything that you learned after? like after his passing, like in like wrestling, like was there something that you took away from it that you use now, even in the short time that he's been away? Basically is like, I'm still kind of lost about it. You know, like I'm still in shock that this, that this even happened, you know? So to this very day, I'm still trying to grasp it. And I'm still trying to like realize that he's gone. You know, there's times that I don't believe he's gone. So to answer that to you right now, I probably can't because yeah. I'm still lost. You know what I mean? I'm still lost. But all I can say is, man, that was my big brother and forever will be in my heart. And rest in peace, Big Jim. The following announcement has been paid for by, by me. Hi, I'm TJ Alvin, your ring announcer for Showcase TV and Showcase Pro Wrestling. Hey, are you tired of watching wrestling at home on Monday nights and Wednesday nights? Yes! Do you want to live your dream to be a professional wrestler? Yes! You can at the Showcase Pro Wrestling Training Center. What? That's right. All you have to do is get through the hardest door, that front door, and we can make your dream become a reality. What? All you have to do is start now. Yes! 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 Go to SPWrestling.com and sign up today. So keeping on this track of the wrestling business and looking at the current product now, like between AEW, WWE, what's your thoughts as a wrestler in the business on the current situation for both brands? My thoughts right now, I just feel like they should, it shouldn't be no back and forth competition thing. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be who's better than who and who's better than what. You know, pro wrestling should just always be pro wrestling. And don't get me wrong, the product in WWE right now, I, I'm i not really digging it. You know what I mean? It's not really for me at the moment. So AEW is kind of where it's at right now at the moment. Um, But like, it's really hard for me sometimes to say because I haven't been keeping up with the product and I haven't really been watching any of AEW or WWE or keeping up with any of that. So, um, yeah, I can't really, I don't know. I can't really tell you much of it right now at the moment of that. Is that like your goal to like get to that point? Oh, of course. Every, everyone's goal is to get to WWE or AEW or even New Japan, you know, even TNA. Every, that's anybody's goal, you know. If you're if you're in this business and you don't want to go to WWE, AEW, New Japan, then you're in the wrong business, buddy. <laughs> you know, the indies ain't indies is a good place to wrestle. I don't get me wrong, but you're in the indies to make it to the top, man. You're not here to just stay here. So it's like, yeah, that's basically this is this is the name of the game. That's where you want to go to. So where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see myself. Signed, man. I really do. I see myself signed to AW, to WWE, to, you know, New Japan. Definitely one of these top promotions, and I will not decline neither. You know, I won't decline neither one. WWE hits me first, I will. If AW hits me first, I will. New Japan hits me first, I will. 
but it's not about them hitting me or not. It's about me working my ass off to get there, you know, to whichever one I can get to the first one. The, the first one I can reach is the first one I'm going to take. <clears throat> I, I think that's an awesome mentality you have and stuff. And I know a, a minute ago you brought up you're not a huge fan of the, you know, the, the competition, the back and forth of the two major promotions. Would you like to see more promotions sort of working together in what we've seen with AEW with their um, relationship with New Japan and Impact and stuff like that? Are you more of a fan of, of that in today's uh, wrestling industry? Yes, that would be much better. Like, kind of like how AEW and TNA got together. Like, they're not competing with each other. They got together. They're putting up great product with each other. They're still two separate companies. We all know that, you know, but they're working together. Like, I would love to see WWE and AEW work together one day. You know, a crossover show that we do yearly, you know, do a yearly show where every company gets together and provides the best of matches, dream matches. Will that ever happen? I doubt it, you know. But, hey, that's the, what I would love to see in this business mainly. That's the main thing I would love to see in this business. Um, so just one last question for me, but uh, before I get into it, I just wanted to say, I actually saw you um, at uh, Cumberland Fest and um, I saw you in a tag team match and a, I believe a singles match. And despite the rain, I, I know it was bad weather that day. Um, what, what I saw from you was, was just amazing. Um, you, you really got over with the crowd and it was a, it was an amazing match. Um, even despite the weather, I know there was a, a lot of slipping and stuff like that, but um, you, you guys kept your composure in that ring and, and you, um, you, you guys, uh, you got the match done and I, I thought it was really cool. And um Hopefully, uh, the next event I can um I can definitely check it out and hopefully see you as a new champion. That would definitely be cool. But um, just, well, let's uh, be real. You say that every time we have a guest on. You say you want to see do. them, but you never show up to the shows. <laughs> I, I promise, next showcase event I will be there. I will. I'm calling bullshit on that now in advance. Uh, I'm I will be there. Bullshit on this. All right, but go go ahead. Go ahead. Um. So uh, just is there a piece of advice that you could give to um. Uh, for an example, somebody wanting to get into the um, into wrestling, um, uh, starting off at the uh, the Indian scene. Any piece of advice I can really give to anybody that wants to start off is if you really, really want to do this, I'm letting you know, get ready for a life of pain. This ain't easy. So if you're really going to sit here and get into this business, make sure you're ready to take. Make sure you're ready to take the pain and don't slack. Don't waste nobody's time. Don't waste your trainer's time. Don't waste the individual that's willing to sit there and teach you this, this art, this business, this sport. So my advice basically is if you're coming into this business, give it your all. Dedicate your heart to it. Make sure you learn and make sure you're not no punk because this hurts. Business ain't fake like they like to say. This is, this is, this is the real deal. So come in here. Make sure you give your heart out. Make sure you... Show up, make sure you pay your dues at that. Like, that's the main advice I give because there's a lot of people in this business that come for, start training and just stop showing up, stop training. They think they're too good for the business. They think they don't need to train. They think they're too good. So those are the ones that I advise to you and tell you, show up, make sure you give the best of your abilities. It's the best advice I can give to anybody in this business because you ain't going to get to the big leagues. You ain't going to make no big money. If you don't put in that hard, you don't put in that hard work. So that's my advice. Put in that hard work, put in that dedication when you start that training. Because this training is, is an expensive training. It's not cheap. So if you're going to have the money, make sure you have the heart.
That's the main advice I give. Don't be cheap, basically. <laughs> don't be cheap. <laughs> like from cheap talk wrestling. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 cheap talk. Make sure you come and you step foot in this ring and you dedicate your all. Don't waste no one's time, man. That's the main thing. Don't waste no time. Because this business is full of opportunities and anybody can take your spot. Now, talking about like opportunities before we kind of wrap up here, opportunities when it comes to showcase pro wrestling. What is your relationship like with the boss, Chris Blackheart, and like some of the other guys in the back? What, what is your relationship like with them? What would what would you think they would say about you in the back? From what I know so far, I think you know I've am a, they'll say I'm a very respectful individual. You know I get along with everyone. Um, I'm a humble. I don't think I'm better than anyone at that. You know I'm I'm a competitive guy, but I don't think I'm better than anybody. Um, I respect any everyone whether. And I'm going to put this out there, whether you're white, whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Asian, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, whether you're transgender. I love every single person that walks through showcase and I respect everyone. And they show me the same back. So that's what people in the back and showcase upper management, Chris, Chris Blackheart will tell anybody that will ask about me or want to know about me or want to get to know me is that I'm a very respectful guy. And I will bust my ass and I will work my hardest and I will make sure that everyone has a good day. That's just me. I'm the funny guy. I love it. Make sure everyone has a good day. Speaking of being a funny guy, I got a funny story for you guys, for uh, cheapos out there. So I, for one of the shows for the Whaling City Festival, I had to do videotaping. I had to do a recording. So mm-hmm. one, of the, one, of the, uh, one of the matches I had to record was Sunset Stephen Garcia over here versus the old Paul Holloway. The entire yeah. time I'm recording, he sees the camera. He gives like kind of like a like a hang loose symbol. Gives me the thumb and figure like what's going on. He's oh, giving yeah. the, the entire. He's looking for the camera. He's just going at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The entire man. time. So if you go back and watch that match, and I wa- I watch that to this day. Like I'm watching it before, even before I was watching the match because I still have the footage on my phone. I like Jay Hollywood who runs the, the the footage and stuff and does the editing for showcase TV. He's like, make sure you delete it, save some storage. Cause you might need your phone again. And I'm like, shocker, you need my phone to record. Cause I have the best camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was just so fun. That was just so funny. Just kind of like to highlight you on that moment. Cause I was just, cause I think I even talked to you about it in the back. I'm like, you knew exactly like where to go. It's like, Hey, you gotta take, you gotta take in the moments. Am I right? Sometimes you gotta take the, the moment. I was getting my ass kicked at that moment too. I just say, it is what it is. Just keep kicking my ass. I'm going to say hello. You know, like, this is, it is what it is. But that was a good match though. I was actually about to go back and watch it tonight. See, exactly. Make sure you guys are watching Showcase TV on all forms of YouTube, whatever. You, uh, for, for, what am I saying? All forms of po- like YouTube forms, whatever, podcast, whatever you want to make sure you go follow Showcase TV. But, Sunset Steven Garcia, where can the people find you? That's the highlight here. Forget Showcase TV for a second. Where can the people find you on social media? You can find me at Sunset Steven Garcia on Instagram, at Garcia Sunset on Twitter, and Steven Garcia on Facebook. So anybody wants to get in contact with me, hit me up for any bookings. Anybody wants to follow my, my career, follow my highlights, there's my tag right there. Sunset Steven Garcia on Instagram. Garcia Sunset on Twitter, Stephen Garcia on Facebook. Last thing, any shout outs you want to give training centers, promotions, shows coming up for you? I, I'm giving you free airtime here, brother. Let it out. Go hey, man, 
Come check out Paradise Sally Pro Wrestling. Come check out Showcase Pro Wrestling. And don't forget Type 1 to No 1 coming up November 13th. Supports all diabetes and all diabetics individuals that suffer from diabetes. Make sure you check it out at the JCC, Woodbridge, Connecticut. Make sure don't miss out. Brother, thank you for joining us here on Cheap Talk Wrestling. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for the great conversation. Thank you so much too, brother. Thank you.